Welcome to The Brain Factor, hosted by myself, Joy Riddle, and Laura Hawley. We're a part of Meridian Behavioral Healthcare, where we believe that wellness is within everyone's reach. This podcast is a conversation about what research-based protective factors look like in real life. Our hope is that you'll walk away with something that you can use in your own life and have had some fun with us along the way. So let's get started. Hey, it's Joy here at The Brain Factor, and I wanted to thank you for joining us again today. With uh, Laura and myself, we have Caitlin Greenleaf, who is a registered dietitian and the owner of New Leaf Nutrition. Um, and we're, we're talking today about the protective factor, healthy diet, exercise, that protective factor. And um, Caitlin, the whole concept of this podcast is that there are these evidence-based protective factors that help us um, become more resilient, the more of these we have in our life. And we know that nutrition is such a, so important, you know, and we want to, we have a tendency to think about our body separately from our brains and it's just not the case. Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. And I feel like there are a lot of people who try to categorize all the different aspects of health instead of taking more of a holistic perspective when mm. it comes to it. And I have had so many clients that I've worked with in the past, they start making healthy changes when it comes to their nutrition, with managing their stress, with managing their sleep, getting to bed at a decent hour, mm -hmm. um, getting into the gym, getting some exercise in. And when all of those pieces start to click together and work together, that also has an effect on our mental health too. Mm -hmm. And they all can impact each other. And when one thing starts to go wrong, it normally isn't just that one thing, it starts to spiral into something else. So ideally, yes. we wanna get it so that we're focusing on all of the different aspects of health mm -hmm. and making sure that we have everything under control, including nutrition. So that is a big piece of it. Yeah, and that's really interesting that you say it that way because it actually, because it happens to me, you know, maybe once or twice a year, it just all goes, one thing gets out of alignment and then everything. And then yeah, it's, like, it's like a house of cards. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's it. I missed going to the gym and now this happened. Oh, just give me that bag of chips because <laughs> it's, I just wasted my whole entire day. <laughs> exactly. There yeah. are a lot of studies that show mm -hmm. that when we're not managing our stress and when we're not taking care of ourselves, it's a whole lot easier to make poor nutrition choices. Mm -hmm. And it can also affect our appetite too. Yeah. Sure. Um, they've seen when somebody's not getting enough sleep, it's not just, oh, I'm at a higher risk of choosing the junk food over the healthy food. Mm -hmm. There's also an increased appetite because ghrelin is increased, which is the hunger yes. hormone. That evil Sometimes hormone. Sometimes too, I think it's <laughs> a version of self-medicating, right? Yeah. So when our coping is down and our stress is high uh, and we want to feel better, right? We reach for the comfort foods mm -hmm. and the comfort foods are not always the nutritious foods, right? Exactly. And that even starts to play a role into... That's diving into another topic, which is emotional eating too, right, right. Uh, which we've seen that normally when we're eating based off of emotion, we're not reaching for the healthy options right? because they've seen when they look at carbs and high fat foods, 
they release certain neurotransmitters that increase the happy hormones and the feel-good hormones, which is why normally we're craving like high sugar or high fat mm -hmm. foods when we are having those cravings based off of emotional eating. So it's really nice to be aware that that is happening in our body so that when we do have the cravings, we can recognize, okay, this is normal, but here's something that I can do instead. And that's something that I work with clients um, a lot with too, is just how to manage cravings and emotional eating. There's a lot of different strategies when it comes to emotional eating and how to manage it. And mm -hmm. a lot of those strategies can be pretty individualized, but it is at least nice to know that if somebody is feeling like a very strong craving or does find that they are an emotional eater, which mm -hmm. really all of us are somewhat of an emotional eater, some more than others, but at least we can know, okay, this is a normal response of our body. And so in order to accept that and then come up with a backup plan of, okay, I know this is normal, but here's how I'm going to try to lower the cravings or at least try to manage them to some extent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know one of the things that I try to do just because we like to um, give some practical things too. And I think I mentioned this to you for, before that I try to have a backup plan in place for when I'm gonna go, you know, off the rails just because I'm so busy or anything and it's not my intention, but it's like I get to a certain time and I'm crammed in meetings and oh, now I'm starving. Instead of making a decision, I already know the particular restaurant that I'm gonna go order from because I can get protein in this and you know it's enjoyable and easy to access and quick. But I try to have that strategy in advance. Yeah, that <laughs> is a really good point. And one thing that I have noticed across the board with clients who see success with my program mm -hmm. are they plan ahead to some extent. Mm -hmm. It looks different for everybody. So not everybody is going to be that Sunday meal prepper yeah. who has all of their little containers ready to go for the week. But uh, to some extent, there has to be at least some priority and some forethought as to, okay, what am I doing today with my nutrition? And if there's not any sort of game plan in place mm -hmm. and you're just winging it, yeah. uh, that puts you into a dangerous position where it's a whole lot easier to go for convenience and maybe less nutritious options as opposed to something that actually is going to fuel you and make you feel good. Yeah. That, that kind of leads to a question that I had um, just to kind of get into the nitty gritty of that. So if you find yourself in that situation where you're just at this point starving, you know, and, and you need to grab something convenient, what are what are some good options for that are going to, that are going to fill you up and aren't going to hurt you too much, you know, till you can kind of get to the better meal you're going to have later. Like what, what, what are those grab and go things that you would recommend? Yeah. And it depends on someone's food preferences too. So that can play into it. Cause I'm not just going to say, Oh yeah, you have to eat this, whether you like it or right. not. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and it depends on what you do have access to. Mm -hmm. And thankfully a lot of restaurants and even gas stations, I've seen that there's plenty of healthy options for someone to choose. And I've even stopped into a grocery store before and just grabbed a piece of fruit and a healthy snack from the grocery mm -hmm. store and just, you know, keep it in the car until I get home. So um, there's definitely options. And I would say 
like the main thing if you're going for some sort of grab and go snack that is really just trying to tie you over like before you can actually get a full satisfying meal is trying to strategically pair two food groups together okay. and that's going to give you the most satiety food group one is going to be some sort of carb whether it's a fruit a vegetable or some sort of healthy grain and the carb should be paired with either a protein or a healthy fat. Okay. And if you combine those two together, that's going to put you in the best spot where you're giving yourself nutrition and it's also going to last you. If you just go for the carb, you might experience a sugar crash yeah. where, okay, I had my carb and then like 20 to 30 minutes later, I'm still hungry and I'm not fully satisfied. I think that's where I go wrong. Cause a long time ago, I guess when I was a kid or something, I learned that like, oh, an apple is good because it fills yeah. you up and it's like, <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll totally replace a meal. And so I'll go to that and then I feel good. And then I have that crash that you're talking about. And, and my brain doesn't understand that because I ate something healthy. Exactly. You know? Yeah. P people think that, oh yeah, just a piece of fruit is going to be a healthy snack, but it doesn't last you and sustain you. Mm -hmm. And that's what the function of the protein and healthy fat do in digestion is it's digested slower. And so it can carry you over to the next meal a lot better. So an apple and a piece of cheese. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's very a uh, practical example. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even something simple that is pretty shelf stable is something like trail mix mm -hmm. where maybe you have some nuts which would be the protein healthy fat and the dried fruit which would be the carb okay perfect combo a protein bar which is already a combination of carbs and protein that's pretty shelf stable pretty easily transported so those are really good grab grab and goes those are things you can throw in your desk in sure. your office or have you know if you carry a pocketbook or you know anything like that you can have those in there yeah, yeah. exactly mm -hmm. and then your healthy fats are going to be like olives or avocado hummus. or hum oh hummus okay mm -hmm. i wouldn't have thought hummus yeah that one's okay. a good one greek yogurt is a good protein mm -hmm. that can be paired with a carb uh, we have peanut butter powdered peanut butter so those are all really good options mm -hmm. Well, mm. peanut butter is always a winner in my book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you have an awesome, that um, powdered peanut butter and oatmeal cookie things that's on your website. Look, I'm telling you, oh, you to need to check these out. I've kind of gotten away. Now I'm going to go back home and make them again. But yeah, I'll <laughs> make those and keep them. And they're really filling and they're delicious. And I think I even use, you have just a little bit of sugar in there. And I think for my taste level, I even put a little bit less than that. Mm -hmm. These things are really good. I love them and they're so easy to make. Yeah. You don't even have to bake them, girl. Oh, okay. I'm totally doing that. Sold. <laughs> yeah. Sold. One pot to wash. What more can you ask yes. for? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Let me ask you a question about um, like vitamins and vitamin balance. So a, we've, we see in mental health that there's a big correlation. Um, there's some vitamins in particular, and there's more than just this, but the, you know, the big ones that, that we see is a B12, iron, and vitamin D, right? When we're really low on those, it can mimic the signs and symptoms of depression. And you can legitimately feel all of the same things, and then you go in, you get your blood panel, and oh, it's you're low on these vitamins, right? Um, so... And, and when we're at that point, that's usually a supplement. That's usually a, a doctor conversation. It's, a, it's about, you know, how much am I, do I need to take in a pill form? Um, but knowing that proactively, how do we get those vitamins in our diet on a, on a regular basis so that we don't face that? Yeah. With B12 and iron, 
Those two are easy to answer because normally those are pretty high in animal proteins. So if you're thinking of the lean animal proteins, which we want to focus on more so than the higher fat red meats, those are things like chicken, fish, or turkey. Mm -hmm. So those would be a really easy way to get iron and B12. Mm -hmm. If you did need an extra iron boost, it is more prevalent in the darker meats in chicken. So I would go with darker over the white chicken breast. Mm -hmm. And then it is a lot higher in higher fat red meats, but really when we look at the fat content, we wanna to try to limit the higher fat red meats to once per week. Mm -hmm. So things like steak, burgers, uh, roast, ground beef, those would be limited once per week. That would give you the iron and B12. And then the other days of the week, I would go more for chicken, fish, or turkey. Now, what if you're a vegetarian? What does that look like? That's is that a, a good supplement point. situation or? <laughs> so likely if you go in and you're like extremely low on your blood work in those, the doctor will have recommendations on what you would do for medication. But when it comes to getting it from food form, it is a little bit trickier because especially iron is more easily absorbed when it's coming from an animal product. And okay. so even if something is high in iron in a plant product, your body isn't going to absorb the same percentage of it as if it's coming from an animal product. Okay. And so uh, you definitely have to be a lot more strategic in getting that from plant sources. And I would even highly recommend, it doesn't even have to be me of working with me for, as a registered dietitian, but at least somebody who can help you to raise those levels back up and know your options because it does get a little bit more specific. Sure. There are foods that are fortified with iron and B12. So like iron fortified breakfast cereals and other grain products are a good way to get it in on top of the plant sources like spinach would be a good place to get them. And what about the um, vitamin D? Oh, yes, vitamin D. <laughs> so with vitamin D, if you live in Florida, an easy way to get it is just from the sun. It is in a lot of dairy products because vitamin D and calcium are friends in absorption in bone health. So uh, if you don't eat dairy, you don't see a lot of sunlight, likely you're going to need a supplementation. But I would definitely just try to stay on top of your blood work and just regularly, sure. regularly get that done. And if you do see that you are low on vitamin D, either on the lower end of the range or below normal, that would be a time to supplement, especially if you can't rely on getting sunlight if you live up north. Or I've even seen it in Florida too. Uh, it's too hot outside <laughs> to yes, go out in the sure. sunlight. And so that's when you'll see it here of um, people aren't working out and exercising outside. They're in a gym and then they have a desk job. And then yeah. lo and behold, they're not really outside that often. So that would just be something to be mindful of. So, uh, and when you say outside that often, I guess that's another question I have, like, like what's enough, right? So like, if, let's say I want to get more sunlight and I'm doing that to be proactive about vitamin D. So I go for a walk at lunch. Like, is that enough? Or do I need to spend like the afternoon outside? Like, what is, what does that look like for like a regular, on a regular basis? Yeah. And then you also have to throw in there too, how much of your skin is exposed to the sun? So how much are, are you absorbing? So, um, and I wish that I remembered the app off the top of my head. There are uh, apps that you can download on your phone where you type in basically where your location is, oh. you type in how much of your skin is exposed to the sun, and then you have the app going while you're outside. And then it tells you when you've 
gotten in however much vitamin D you've wow. gotten in that day. There really is an app, <laughs> There's for, an app everything for everything now. <laughs> I know. It's very handy. But uh, yeah, it's hard to say because it, it relies on a lot of things. But I would just use something like that if you're questioning or want to know specifically. Nice. I love that. Hmm. So so what what other vitamins are we missing as like the, you know, because we talked about B12 and iron and um, D, like what are the ones that you see that are really critical to health and wellness overall um, outside of those three? Yeah. If I were to pick one food to focus on when it comes to brain health, that would be omega-3s. It's okay. not quite like a vitamin or mineral, but it is found in, well, a lot of seafoods. So sure. fatty fish is really high in omega-3s, um, especially salmon. So I'll give mm -hmm. a plug for salmon. <laughs> and if you don't like seafood, like myself, there I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually don't like any sort of seafood. I think that it's disgusting and it's not even <laughs> worth the health to eat for me. <laughs> so there are products that are fortified with very similar, basically the breakdown of omega-3s. So you'll find products that have DHA or ALA and um, those are really good ones to, you know, put the investment in if you don't want to eat seafood. Um, one of the ways that I do it is in the milk that I buy. It's mm. uh, it's fortified with DHA because I don't get it in fatty fish. So um, they've done studies on omega threes and brain health, and it's been really helpful in um, not just improving mood in the here and now, but also if you're looking like in a chronic. Uh, instance of just lowering the neurological disorders that we see um, that pop up later in life. So uh, it has a now benefit and a later benefit for omega-3s. Oh, nice. And, and then, the recommendation for that is at least like once or twice a week having some sort of fatty fish or some sort of like really good substance of DHA. I like the idea of milk with DHA in it because I can't eat salmon. Yeah, same. <laughs> oh, so, okay. so we're covering kind of what what to include. What should we be avoiding? Yeah, what is yeah, that's harmful? A good point. Um, I and it's kind of funny that we did it this way because I really love with nutrition focusing on the foods that we should encourage and like really load our plates with mm -hmm. and with the fun foods and uh, well, I call them fun foods. Yeah. The technical I, I term love that is phrase. discretionary <laughs> calories. <laughs> it's subjective. Yeah, exactly. Um, but with the discretionary calories, it's not, oh, we should never have these foods, right. Right. but just foods that we should limit and not go for all the time. So I really do like focusing on, okay, here's the foods that we want to like really emphasize. And then we squeeze in the fun foods around that. So, um, when it comes to that sugar, uh, not just, you know, having sugar in moderation, but having a diet that's really high in sugar, mm -hmm. that would be something that could negatively impact health, not just mental health or brain health, but just health in general. Another thing that they've seen is a nutrition plan that's really high in unhealthy fats, which are the saturated fats, not quite the unsaturated fats. Um, saturated fats are things like butter or lard or um, fried foods are also really high in saturated fats. So those would be the top two things that I would just keep a check on. It's not like we can never have chicken tenders again, but just making sure that it's balanced where we're not having chicken tenders all the time and we're rounding it out with some of the healthy foods too. 
Yeah. Or get the side of vegetables instead of the side of fries. It's the lecture I constantly give my daughter. Like, look at your plate. You have an entire plate of fried foods. You have a fried dish with a fried side. Right. <laughs> that is not a meal. <laughs> it is such a balance. And I... Uh, have seen a lot of clients who first come to me and they have this all or nothing approach where yeah. I'm having my cheat meal now, or <laughs> I've already screwed up my day, so I'll start new tomorrow, <laughs> whatever. This day is ruined. So yeah, pass over the extra chips, but um, really it's not an all or nothing thing. Mm -hmm. And a really good picture of this that one of my business mentors showed me like a couple years ago was he kind of compared it to an iPhone. Yeah. If you had an iPhone and you accidentally dropped it and you cracked the screen just like up there in the corner, it's not like you're going to pick up the iPhone and start banging it against the table <laughs> saying, oh, well, screw it. I've already cracked the screen, so might as well crack the whole phone. Like, no, you'd be probably more extra careful and, okay, well, I cracked the screen, but I'm going to be really careful to not drop it again and make it worse. And if we had more of that mentality when it comes to nutrition of not letting one slip up just turn into this downward spiral, then we'd be in a much healthier spot when it comes to that. Yeah, I kind of equate it to, because you're saying from a business perspective, I kind of equate that food diet to your uh, financial budget. And if it's the same thing like with the iPhone, if you, oh, I went and bought these really expensive shoes. Now let me just buy everything in the store. Because I already blew it. Yeah. yeah. Instead of going, okay, well, now I know I need to cut back on a couple things. Maybe I'll skip the movies or something like that this week to make up for it. That is a very good point. Thank you for right, that. Right. That's a good parallel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, did you, you know, uh, before we go, I... I always see on your social media and stuff, because I follow you, um, you always have neat little pictures that show, and some of our um, followers are listening and not being visual, but you have pictures of plates there and you divide the plate up and I always go, oh, what's in the fun spot? Because I know you have, always have the fun spot on your plate, the discretionary calories. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us just a little about that? And yeah, how that definitely. Works. Yeah. And that's a really practical way to get started with a really solid nutrition plan. Yeah. And it's something that's really easy to visualize when you mm -hmm. sit down for a meal. And if you wanted to look it up officially on the USDA website, you can also find it there. But um, I definitely have it plastered over my yes. social media. <laughs> and that's exactly how I teach my clients to eat mm -hmm. too. But I just make it very individualized to them. And it's called the My Plate Method. And if you're going old school, like back when I was in school, I'm really not that old, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, they used to teach my pyramid, yes, but the I USDA just revamped it so that it's a lot easier visual. And um, if you look at the picture, what they do is they take a dinner plate and they cut it in half. And you want to load half of your plate with fruits or vegetables or a combination of fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a really key first step is uh, loading half of your plate with fruits and vegetables. You have a quarter of your plate as grains, a quarter of your plate as protein. Also the side of the plate is a cup of dairy and then not pictured, but still important are healthy fats. Yeah. That's more like one to two tablespoons, depending on who you are. 
But um, those are the five food groups that if we can include three to five out of those five food groups every single time we set up a meal, then that's going to put us in a really good spot to be meeting. And I know we talked a little bit about some of the micronutrients and um, some of those vitamins and minerals. And if you're following that visual when you're setting up your meals, that's just going to naturally put you into your ideal macro range without you having to calculate everything out. It's already going to help you meet most of your micronutrient needs for the most part for a general healthy person. And so that one's a really easy visual to get started with. Mm -hmm. And then if you have to tweak anything according to your food preference or have to take any extra supplement and such, um, that's kind of a special like as needed, but that, that general format is just going to roundabout get you to where you need to start. And, um, with the, my plate method, there's definitely flexibility with it mm -hmm. where you can use it wherever you go. It's nice because it's not a strict meal plan template that, oh, well, if it's Christmas, can't follow my diet. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> gonna go off the rails. Like you can even follow the my plate method at a Christmas dinner, or um, if you go out to eat at a restaurant and there are ways and strategies to still be able to get what you need, no matter what circumstance you're put into. Mm -hmm. I like the ones that you share on your um, social media sites because you already have food on them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, like that examples. looks good. I yeah, like that. she'll nice. be like, here's, here's my plate, plate, my plate. Well, and then it has the foods you? and the on calories. And... Yeah, so I have a couple ways on Facebook and then uh, one Instagram account. So Instagram is newleafnutrition underscore 2018 kind of complicated, but um, that would be the Instagram link. Um, it's probably easier to find me on Facebook, honestly. Um, that one, I have a group called Orange Nutrition that people can join and request to join. And then my business Facebook account is New Leaf Nutrition, N-U-L-E-A-F. Yeah. Kind of like awesome. nutrition, new leaf nutrition. Oh, I get it. <laughs> we'll, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, uh, yeah, your name was perfect for this. That was a brilliant marketing strategy. <laughs> um, we will drop some links in um, as well when we drop this episode for you. So I thank you so much for joining mm -hmm. us today. And Caitlin, we really uh, appreciate it and sharing your expertise with us. I learned a lot today. I hope that all of our our viewers and our listeners have learned, you know, as well. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. This yeah. is great. Yeah. And thank you to all of you for joining the Brain Factor today. Um, be sure to like, share, follow, do all those good things. Um, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Brain Factor. Joy and I are so thrilled to be having these needed conversations. We'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. So if you could drop a comment or leave a review with your thoughts or any requests that you may have, it would be appreciated. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Living a healthier and happier life starts with one step, and we're excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time.